Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. A Baker's Dozen at the Zetland Hotel by Ian Gordon Chapter 4 The Wanderer in the Shadows Julia Carlyle was mad as hell. Her boyfriend was up to no good. He was always up to no good. He was a thief. A petty one, but a thief nonetheless. The kind of thief that stole chocolate bars from the corner shop, grabbed himself a handful of cash from the busker's guitar case, that sort of thing. Julia, a hard-working barista at the mischievous grind in Ripon, had overheard a conversation that morning. Her boyfriend had been on the phone to a hotel on the coast, the Zetland. He'd booked himself a room for the night, and disappeared, hadn't even said goodbye. To be fair to him, though, he hadn't known Julia had been eavesdropping. She'd listened to the call while standing on the other side of his apartment door, poised to knock. And so, instead of pounding angrily at the door, she'd slinked into the shadows, watched him leave, then called the Zetlin to book a room for herself. Whatever the idiot was up to, she'd get to the bottom of it. She'd catch him in the act, and be done with the whole sordid affair. Swallowing down all manner of curses, she climbed into her car, and set off for the coast. The journey was tumultuous. She took a couple of wrong turns, adding a good thirty minutes to the ride. By the time she reached the Zetland, twilight was upon the hotel. She parked down the street, and entered the grounds on foot. The right thing to do, really. She'd spotted his Volvo, poorly parked over two spaces in the car park. The last thing she needed was for him to see her car pull up alongside it. Entering the hotel's magnificent entrance hall, she approached the reception desk, and ogled the brown-suited character standing behind it. Carlyle? She put forth in the form of a question. Ah, yes, acknowledged the hotelier, turning his attention to the list of names in the heavy-looking guest book in front of him. Julia took the opportunity to have a quick nosy at the guest list, and spotted the name of her boyfriend at the very top of it. Ian MacDonald, Room One. One night only. There you are, you little bastard, she thought to herself. The hotelier completed Julia's check-in, then escorted her to room four. If anything isn't to your liking, Miss Carlyle, came the monotonous tones of the men in the brogues after conducting a tour of the suite, come see me at the main desk. Thank you, Julia returned, questioning her decision to book the room under her real name. If she hadn't been quite so concerned with pursuing her reprobate of a boyfriend, she might have taken the time to get to know the hotelier a little bit. What a strange bloke he was, she thought. His face so plain and unmemorable. His voice generic and uninteresting. As the unassuming man retreated from the room, she thanked him again, an irritating act of repetition she just couldn't shake, and considered her strategy for the evening. Knock on his door and question him outright? Nah, won't learn anything that way. 
make a call to the hotel and ask for him? Put on a funny voice and ask him what he's doing here? Again, no. Terrible idea. Filled with an unquenchable desire for retribution, retribution for an act as of yet undetermined, Julia left room four and took off along the corridor, feigning casualness as she approached the reception area. Gorgeous place, she said as she passed the hotelier and was momentarily creeped out by the unusual expression on his face. He had the blank, sightless stare of a dummy. It was as though she wasn't there, hadn't spoken. He paid her no mind whatsoever. The lady with the grudge continued through the entrance hall and entered the corridor on the opposite side in search of room one. Her primary goal was to determine whether or not Ian was actually in the hotel. For all she knew, he might already be holed up in a pub somewhere, scheming. Locating his room at the end of the corridor, she contemplated her next steps. Knock and hide? Knock and run? Or... And just like that, she tried the door. Turning the handle, she was surprised to find that it was unlocked. In she slithered, cautious of every movement, every sound she made. The idiot was nowhere to be seen, but his shoes were there by the door. Naff charity shop trainers that screamed cheapness. She checked the ensuite, but he wasn't hiding in there either. Where the hell are you? Julia muttered under her breath. If his shoes are here, then he's got to be here. Somewhere. Scanning the room like a crazed, mechanical detective, she noticed a tatty book lying on the bed. Smith's Travels in Cleveland. She read aloud and quickly leafed through it. What is he looking for up here? She stopped at page 113. The corner of the page had been folded over, and a paragraph had been highlighted. Unlit are the corridors belonging to the second floor. She began, then read the rest silently, as the passage went on to talk about a certain painting, a portrait said to be hanging upstairs. The bastard! She cursed. Then, matter-of-factly, He's come to steal the bloody thing. She threw the travel book back onto the bed and went after her conniving boyfriend. But Julia Carlyle wasn't quite prepared for the task at hand. Ascending the stairs to the second floor, she was quickly engulfed by the darkness reaching down from above. Pulling out her smartphone, she tapped on its torch. Had to be careful with it, though. Didn't want Ian to see her coming. Dimming the light as much as the device allowed her to, she wandered the gloomy corridors on the lookout for torchlight, listening for footsteps. She detected neither. Had Ian been and gone already? Was it possible that he hadn't been up here at all? But now and then, as she roamed the empty passageways, she observed what looked like bare footprints in the dust beneath her feet, Footprints that seemed to have travelled in both directions. Prints belonging to the same feet? Or had others been up here recently? Other barefooted individuals? A chill moved along her spine, took hold of the hairs at the back of her neck, produced a violent shudder. Something in the very air about her had changed. The old fight-or-flight mechanism had been engaged, and she took off running, 
not knowing from or towards what she was fleeing. Her boots pounded the old floorboards, generating clouds of dust through which she was forced to blindly plunge as she went back and forth, trapped like a bird in a cage. And Ian MacDonald was nowhere to be found. It was just Julia Carlyle up there, running in circles, frenzied. Stumbling across a passageway, hitherto unexplored, she rushed along it, then ground to a halt before a lone picture frame. All was silent in that strange little space, a mausolean silence. The chilly air in there was heavy, humid, as though filled with the frequent exhalations of something lurking in the shadows, something waiting to pounce. Is Ian in here? Julia mused. Who else could it be? Please be him. But her reprobate boyfriend had already departed. This she saw confirmed by the presence of a series of footprints, the right one of which appeared to have stepped in something wet and pink on its way out. What is that? Julia looked up at the picture frame before her. The canvas inset was a light green, and appeared to be glistening under the glare of her smartphone. A smell suddenly filled her nostrils, a pungent scent, a mixture of oils and solvents, paint. But Julia had no time to react. By the time the sensation of breath upon her neck had registered, she received an almighty shove and flew headlong towards the picture frame. Thanks for listening today. Join us again tomorrow for the next part.